Hi, Origin Podcast listeners. This is Origin Ventures Director of Platform, Devin. On this episode, I talk to my good friend, collaborator, and mentor, Lindsay Knight. Lindsay is a partner at early-stage VC firm Chicago Ventures and a fellow platform professional. She and I talked about platform, her path to partnership, the VC industry's adoption of platform, our nonprofit Chicago blend, and much more. Enjoy. Okay, want to welcome on Lindsay Knight, partner at Chicago Ventures and original, the very first uh, Chicago platform professional uh, in the venture capital industry here in Chicago. So, Lindsay, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Thanks, Devin. It is a pleasure to be here chatting with you. You've been a, a partner in crime of mine for many, many years, and we've talked platform for many years. So, happy to bring uh, this conversation to the Origin Podcast. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, thrilled to have you. And I think, um, go over quickly for the audience, for those who don't know your history in platform uh, at, at Chicago Ventures. It's been what, five, six, seven years now? Seven and a half, believe it or not. Wow. Um, it's it's wild. I mean, venture years, you know, they inch by and they fly by at the same time. It's, it's a very strange kind of vortex that <laughs> we're <laughs> living in in the venture community. Um, so I started in 2014 at Chicago Ventures. We... Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily focus on on seed, primarily um, and initially had a, a pretty strict geographic focus. So happy to dig more into that later if we want to. But yeah, sure. um, at the time, we were investing our first fund, $40 million fund. Um, I think we deployed about half of the capital. We'd made about you know, 24 investments. Um, it was a team of four. We were working out of 1871 in the mm-hmm. Merchandise Mart, which I'm sure many folks are familiar with. And the team said it was two partners and two, I think they were associate level at the time, um, said, you know, we were this newer firm. We've recently launched. We want to bring somebody onto the team to basically do marketing. You know, that was kind of the initial idea, which I know was your uh, first yeah. role at Origin too. We, you and I both have marketing backgrounds. So I was going to say that was your background yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... Um, yeah, marketing background, um, marketing comms, kind of always worked for small companies, always been in the financial services industry in some way or another. So, yep. you know, strangely worked my way in, into venture in 2014. Um, so, you know, the idea was come in and do marketing for the firm, right? And then try and just figure out what else you should be working on. And I, it's so funny looking back now at these, you know, our hiring process and these conversations I had, because it just feels like there was so little rigor compared to what, what we do now at Chicago <laughs> Ventures, you know, it's it super early days, much like at a startup. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Looking back now, I would have, I would have passed a test. I would have gotten hired, but I think the thing that uh, interested the partners, you could ask them, but I think was, again, I'd always worked for very small companies, you know, real, all these, all these cliche terms, like real self-starter, bias toward action. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember being asked many times, so, okay, you're going to be okay kind of working on your own and just figuring stuff out and yeah. like, you're not going to have a lot of people telling you what to do. Um, and, and of course my answers were yes. And, you know, here we are seven and a half years later. Um, so, so yeah, initially was focusing on marketing for the firm, you know, all about kind of, kind of deal flow too. Um, and then, doing some portfolio company work. Um, we can spend more time, you know, talking through what that kind of initial shift looked like, but kind of quickly realized, uh, you know, three, six months in that, oh, there's a much, much bigger opportunity mm-hmm. here 
both to, um, you know, work with the portfolio and do something a little bit different um, for the companies that we're working with, you know, to, to, of course, help them where we can, but also to position Chicago Ventures a little bit differently. So slightly pivoted into what we call platform now, although I don't think I took that title until maybe 2015, 2016 or so. I don't know if it existed yet at that point. And that's... I don't, um... Well, I don't think it did. I think... I, I I recall Lightbank at the time, which mm-hmm. um, you know another another fund here in Chicago. I think they had somebody doing PR and somebody doing recruiting. So certainly the concept was right. in existence, but the title was was not definitely not in Chicago. Yeah. yeah so I guess that is is kind of a nice lead into my question, which is you know for for any of our listeners who may not have heard the term or be familiar, how how do you define VC platform? How have you come to define it? Yeah, the most basic way that I can define it is somebody that is leading platform at a venture firm is spending most of their time post-investment working with portfolio companies. Um, and as you and I know, that can manifest in <laughs> you know, infinite different ways, but I yeah. think that's the, the, the most clear way to define it. Now, there are all these nuances around you know, fund size and team size and seniority and, and so many, so many different variables yep. at play. Um, I think the line between you know, quote unquote investing and quote unquote platform has gotten a lot more blurry, um, especially, you know, I think it, at our two firms over the years. Um, but, but the clearest way is just like drawing this hard line between, okay, investment and post-investment. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And then I often find when I try to explain to someone uh, what it is that I do, I will give a specific example. So I'm curious to hear yours. Like if you had to say, here's one example of a project I've worked on with a portfolio that gives you a good sense of what what I do day to day and what and what platform actually means to me and at and at Chicago Ventures. Yeah, I think that the most kind of clear cut is hiring, um, helping recruiting and and connect yeah. portfolio companies with talent. Um, you ask a startup, an early stage startup, okay, what's the one number one thing you need help with right now? You'll hear some combination of hiring and customers, yep. uh, especially a seed stage, seed stage company. So you know, helping recruit, helping identify, helping um, to, you know, even have conversations with lots of potential candidates, bring them into the network opportunistically is probably the most clear cut. Now that said, you know, you're a board member at a portfolio company, um, you are very likely going to be helping with some of those things too, at a very high strategic level, which, you know, goes to the fuzziness, right? It's like, it's not like we, at least at Chicago Ventures, make an investment and, you know, Peter says to me, okay, I'm on the board of no CD now, you know, you know, I'm not going to help them with anything. Lindsay, it's all you. it's, It's very collaborative internally. Of course. Yeah. And I guess, so, so kind of, did you know, like, right away when you first started to work with companies back in 2014, 15, like, oh, it's very clear talent is the thing and you spun that up right away? Or did you kind of have to, like, I know for me, I like have tried a bunch of different ways that I can be helpful to companies. Some have stuck and have worked really well and others I've sort of been able to move away from over my four years here. But I guess, how did you end up realizing, okay, talent is maybe not the thing, but like a big thing? Yeah, it's a blessing and the curse of this role and industry, isn't it? It's like there are mm-hmm. infinite things that you could be spending time on. It's trying to figure out what you're going to be uniquely good at and then the overlap with like what's realistic and actually helpful. Yeah. Um. So, you know, just back up slightly on how I kind of landed on the strategy for platform. And this is the advice that I give to every, you know, I talk to many funds <laughs> these days, as I'm sure you do, who are, who are interested in spinning up kind of platform offering, hiring somebody and trying to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. And you know, this is in many ways, you know, I 
I think this role is not all that different than somebody that does work in an operating role at an early stage startup. If you were at a product oriented co- company, what would you do? You'd go talk to customers, right? You'd listen to customers sure. and see see what they want. And I I kind of think the same way um, uh, about about platform in Chicago Ventures, where when I started, I went and listened to our portfolio companies. I sat down with all the founders. Again, I think we had 24 or so at the time. And mm-hmm. I had the benefit of being, again, one of the first people to be doing this. So they weren't like, okay, we've heard this a million times before. <laughs> right. They were very receptive, right? It was it was an interview. It was, hey, tell me, you know, tell me what your pain points are right now. What are your other investors doing that uh, that you like? What are they doing that's annoying? You know, mm-hmm. what what could we get better at? And I think, you know, initially building that um, that deep relationship of kind of trust and vulnerability with founders in the portfolio is something I've always really leaned on is, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to be a partner with you and help you and just be honest with me. You know, we have thick skin. So, so that's, that's been helpful in building the strategy. Um, So those conversations is where I started hearing, you know, okay, hiring and customers, hiring customers, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of, kind of obvious now looking back, but you start to talk to a bunch of people, collect data points and lean into uh, those areas where you want to spend time. I would say the third um, kind of aha I had then, which has been really a core tenant that we've had since 2014 is uh, the idea of engaging the entire portfolio, uh, yeah. every single employee at the portfolio, you know, at, at our mm-hmm. Chicago Ventures portfolio companies, which I st- still think is, you know, slightly different than how some of our peers do it. Um, I distinctly yeah. remember a conversation with with a founder who said, his um, he co-founded this company with his brother, and he was a CEO. And he said, "Hey, I'm the CEO. I have you know, I don't know, ten you know investors on my cap table at this point. They're all throwing me different stuff all the time. Yep. Um, it's great. You know, I love the support. My brother is my co-founder. He is equally as strategic and involved right. as me, and he's on an island. You know, yeah. and so is my head of marketing, and so is my CTO. We're all like we're we're ten people. We are." you know, trying to figure this out as we go. Totally. Um, we, we'd love to get tied in. We'd love to, you know, be engaged with other folks in the portfolio. And so that's really when, you know, again, kind of an aha moment was, oh, this is, you know, this is not something that should be um, just for founders. It should be for the entire portfolio company teams. And now that can be you know, a little tricky in some respects, um, but it's, it's something we've really, really invested in from the beginning you know, there's there's a couple reasons we do it, which which I can spend more time chatting through. But I think it's paid off. It's such a long term play. Um, yeah. But just you know, hearing that from founders early on, I don't I don't know that I would have had that insight on my own. At least not for <laughs> for a year or so. I bet. Yeah, I, I so I obviously identify with that, and of course, you and me and every other platform person has. I don't know, struggled, but we have all certainly thought strategically about, okay, how, how deep into the orgs, like into the portfolio companies, are we actually trying to go here? Because mm-hmm. it's a constantly shifting kind of puzzle of like, for some orgs, it probably does make sense to go all the way down to the director manager level. For some orgs, you know, you might need the C-suite. And for some, probably all you're going to talk to is the founder. And I think right. that it's not something you're going to be able to be super prescriptive about and say, okay, this is how platform works at origin. At least I've found I've been much more successful working with the founders, trying to feel out, you know, how they work, who they want to participate in our events and our programming and, you know, who it makes sense for me to talk to directly at their org. And I at least haven't found like a shortcut or like a way Mm -hmm. to get around, you know, building the relationships, doing the work and trying to kind of figure those things out on a case by case basis. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's really good insight. And I agree with all of that. I think, uh, you know, it's going to sound cliche to say, but as we all know, venture is not scalable, right? Like right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the teams, our teams are going to, and our, our peers are going to remain small, a small group of people uh, as the portfolio maybe grows in numbers, but certainly grows in number of employees over the years, it becomes impossible to have touch points with all of them. And so the way I've, or, or, or all of the employees um, mm-hmm. across the portfolio, you know, thousands, tens of thousands. Right, of course. So the way, uh, and, and I don't know, I don't know there's a perfect answer for this. I think every fund and firm that has a platform team approaches it differently, which I think is good. I think, you know, the people that are trying to firms that are trying to just do what everybody else is doing are probably not going to be the most successful. I need, yep. you need to, to shift, you know, shift your, your strategy to align with what the portfolio wants and then what your team's skill set is. Totally. Um, but a way I've thought about it is like this, this, this balance between what's a product and what's a service. And, yep. you know, for us, we've, this is something that we have spent, I've spent more time um, really honing over the last probably three or four years is well, mm-hmm. what companies and what people do we want to spend time with? Because again, it is, if you're saying, oh, I'm going to do recruiting, it is, it is highly unrealistic to <laughs> recruit for 55 companies. Like there's not enough hours in the day. You couldn't, you couldn't do anything no, else. Yeah. And That's 25 people's job. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so, you know, figuring out where to focus, being upfront with portfolio companies about expectation is, hey, here's where we're going to be engaging. Here's where, you know, I'm going to have you tap into the, you know, the quote unquote product side of it, which is, oh yeah, you know, we have a a database of C-suite candidates that we know and talk to and, or, or, you know, this is kind of beyond us at this point. We want to hook you up with our favorite um, technical recruiter and they're going to help you find the right people. So I think it's like balancing and knowing where and when to spend time, you know, where to um, support and where to, you know, I think it's always important to have um, other uh, just outlets to plug portfolio companies into if you as Devin or me as Lindsay can't, you know, one on one help them. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, I, at the risk of going too deep down a rabbit hole here, I think that recruiting <laughs> is, is is such an interesting case study for this because, you know, it is one of the few things that I think falls under the purview of platform that you can directly tie adding revenue or I guess in this case, you know, saving money, right? Because because mm-hmm. we're not going to charge 30% that an exec recruiter is going to charge, obviously, like we're yep. invested in these businesses. We want them to grow you know, just because they found the great candidate who's who who's able to plug in and kind of hit the gas. And so if you can make, you know, one C-suite level introduction who ends up getting hired at a company, that's huge, tangible, like dollar value that you can back out and say, okay, I personally have made this intro, which is, you know, save them X dollars from an exec recruiting firm. Like that's helpful, obviously, internally, but even, you know, if you're pitching, hey, invest, uh, hey, take Origins money, you know, the, accept our term sheet on our portfolio. Here are the kinds of things that we can do for you post-investment, right? So it's, it's, it's interesting because, yeah, obviously, we would never be able to go and fill, I don't know how, how many open roles are in your portfolio of <laughs> yeah, companies right now. But yeah, like, you know, we have 200 or so right now. Like, we're not going to fill those. But if you can fill one, that's real tangible dollar value. Totally. Yeah. I, it's, it's so tricky. I mean, you're, you're still a chair of the VC platform community, which, which yeah. I think we'll talk about. I used to be at some point, but you know, yep. we have these conversations so often with our peers and it's like, well, what can we measure? How do we quantify success? I think the example you use is good. You know, my counter to that would be, 
we can make introductions. We can make really qualified introductions. We can make recommendations. I never want to be in the position where I'm saying, hey, XYZ portfolio company, you need to hire this person. Yeah, hire you know, this it's always, person. Right, right. And I know, mm-hmm. I know you operate the same way, right? It's like, of course, yeah. it's not up to us. Um, it's not up to us. So control, you know, control what we can control, quantify what we can quantify. I mean, even if somebody gets hired, you know, how long are they sticking around, right? Like, right. what if what if it doesn't work out? Are you responsible for that? And this is, I I, I will give credit to Dan Kozakowski, who's, a, you know, peer of ours, partner yeah. at Firstmark, who's, mm-hmm. who's been around even longer than both of us. And this is something he talks a lot about is, is how they're tracking all of this in Firstmark. And it's like, it's, it's really, really tough because you can only control so much. On the flip end, I could spend all day making introductions to people that are terrible candidates if we're just talking about talent right, right and i just right. say oh i made 100 introductions today well like who cares yeah right. um, or, does it or really matter <laughs> yeah like even if they hire one of those terrible candidates that's not value add right that's that's value negative so yeah 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 that's a good yeah point. it's it's interesting and it's um i'll i'll give credit to one more of our our yeah. peer friends here is is maria palma so of she's, course, she's yeah. at kindred now right she was on the platform side for a long time now she's mm-hmm. a, a partner in, in london with kindred and you know i recall her years back talking about like the standards and maybe the differing standards that different people um are held to within venture so mm-hmm. if you're you know if you're an investor you don't necessarily know if you're any good at investing for many <laughs> many many years like your portfolio companies you know, maybe getting marked up and all right. that. But, but the cycles are so long, you don't know. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, you know, to some extent, like people in our roles um, should, I think, be given a little bit of, of leeway when it comes to like quantifying actual, um, you know, success <laughs> to some mm-hmm. extent, because it's it's a whole, it's a whole mix of things. It's brand too, right? Like you can't really quantify brand. Right. Um so yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of different things. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, you know, obviously, you and I could go back and forth for hours just about, you know, platform and how you think about value, all that kind of stuff. I want to sort of yes. zoom out, zoom out <laughs> a little bit and basically talk about it. So it, it's a good segue, because you mentioned a couple of folks who we know from the platform group, which yes, we'll get to not quite yet, um, who have basically been around the block, as you said, even more than we have, right. And so I guess I want to have this this specific conversation with you because obviously, you know, being made partners, of course, validating and well-deserved, but I guess it probably also has implications, you know, across other VC firms here in Chicago and around the world. Like if, if, if platform people who have, you know, come in, done the work and built all the way up can make partner, I guess, do you think that there is that kind of clear pathway for a junior person to come in and become a partner? Like, are you the exception? Are you the first one or one of the first ones on this path? Like, like, how do you think about going all the way from I'm new, we're trying to figure out what this is to I have a partner title? Yeah. Uh, have a lot of patience. is the number, one, <laughs> the number one advice, you know, I would say operationally, if you're at a small ish firm, mm-hmm. um, not a whole lot's going to be clear, right? Yep. Like we're not, we're not at a startup where, um, you know, you have a bunch of people like running their specific disciplines and building teams and all of that. Um, it is, it is kind of, you know, an individualized sport in some ways. And then also, you know, you come together as a team to, to make decisions or battle over things or, or, you know, collaborate on like the broader, um, broader strategy for the firm. But a yep. lot of the day to day is, is really, really one-on-one. So um, you know, all that to say, no, I don't think that there's a clear path or clear advice that I could necessarily provide for moving your way kind of up the ladder within yeah. a venture firm. I will say, you know, 
number one, of course, is always advocate for yourself, right? Which 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 yep. is great. We should all think about and and be doing career wise. I haven't always been great at it, um, but I think I've gotten better over the last couple years. Of course, it's hard. I feel it, too. it is really hard. It's really hard. Um, but of course, you know, you have to have the work to back it up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, put the time in, right? Show that you have added value over many, many, many years. I think, you know, the kind of like the vitamin versus painkiller analogy is almost is a pretty good one here where it's yeah, like, sure. yeah, you could keep doing the same thing in your platform role and just hope that someone recognizes that you're doing good work. And again, try to quantify all the money you save portfolio companies or, you know, all the things you've done. But, you know, in a venture firm, I think showing where you can take some of the pain points away from mm-hmm. from GPs and lean into the areas that they either might not like doing all that much or they may not be very good at, um, where you think you can really shine, I think is an, an interesting way to um, you know kind of kind of ladder up internally. And this is something. Again, I will name drop again, not because I'm name dropping, <laughs> but because I want to give him credit. Dale Chang, who is another friend of ours at Scale Talks about his partner there. Yeah. And you know, the way he describes it, which I love, is like, you know, we have a great team of investors. I want them to be spending their time investing. I totally. don't want them to be spending their time on internal operations or, you know, this this platform stuff or or community stuff. You know, that is not their their zone of genius. It's not their right. area of expertise. So I am trying to free up time for them to do what they love and what they're great at, which is investing. And so I think thinking about it that way, and that's you know slightly how I, I fell into this um, this newish hybrid role where I'm doing a lot of work around fundraising for our next yeah. fund. Is um, you know it's fund fundraising is important. We need to bring dollars in the door too. I actually right. think like fundraising skill set. I, I guess we will see because I am not technically in market fundraising yet, but mm-hmm. I think aligns pretty well with with the skill set we've built as platform people, which is, um, you know, good communication skills, really process oriented, you know, it's a sales right. process and relationship building and connecting dots. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree there. I guess I, I have two questions that I suppose are, are linked. I'll ask the most relevant one first, which is like, I'm glad you brought up taking on that additional responsibility around fundraising. Right. And I guess I'm wondering, like, do you think the platform people eventually, will take on additional responsibilities, not necessarily fundraising, but, you know, as you mentioned at the top, a lot of us do marketing too, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's where many of us come from, uh, is from marketing or like, you know, not, I don't know if anybody loves to do administrative and, you know, fund admin kind of stuff, but, but a lot of us end up doing a fair amount of that too, or like investor relations, right? So I guess right. I'm just wondering, like, do you think that there's going to be a purely like, here's the box in which the platform person sits and, they do, just as you said at the top, post-investment value add, or is it always, you think, going to bleed into, oh, and they help with fundraising and they help with uh, fund admin, or does it depend on the size of the team? Or I guess, what do you think there? I think it's going to be all over the place. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be one size fits all. Um, and you see funds now, like newer funds now will have, you know, call it a $50 million fund. They have mm-hmm. two GPs and maybe a couple of junior people. I will often see one of those GPs who says that they're splitting their time between platform and investing because yep. they recognize that platform is so important. And now, as I said at the the start of our chat, you know, the the, the gray line, the line is getting <laughs> right. grayer. So how are we actually dividing up what's what? But um, I, I think as newer funds are launching, uh, we'll see that more and more. And so, hey, maybe we'll get to the a world one day, you know, the next 10 years where like 
platform isn't even a separate distinction. It's just, you know, full service, everybody doing everything. Um, I, I have no idea, but yeah. point is, I don't think there's going to be like a one size fits all. I mean, we didn't land on this fundraising part fundraising role for me until, um, I don't know, six months ago or so. Right. Yeah. And before that, I mean, we were spending internally months and I was kind of spinning my wheels too, for a long time trying to figure out, okay, you know, where, what else, not what else should I be doing, but where should I be going deeper? What's going to be yeah. the most strategically valuable? Um, what should I let go of? Cause you have to let go of stuff in order totally. to, <laughs> to take on new um, responsibilities. And it, it took a while to kind of land on this spot. So I wouldn't say it was like an immediate um, obvious fit for, for us. Yeah. And, and it's, I like that answer because it also kind of speaks to these sort of larger market conditions across VC, right? And so we've we've mentioned the platform group a couple times. I'll just give a quick intro for folks who don't know. But so this is basically people who work in platform at venture capital and private equity firms. Um, we tend to, at least historically, be the only person working on that particular post-investment support problem at our own firms. And so, you know, very often if we have questions or if we need support or if we, you know, wonder, hey, what's the best way to run a CEO summit uh, in order to have people to go to. And like in order for you know me when I was brand new in 2017 to meet people like you who'd been around the block a couple times, we had this big community of people who do what we do across different firms. And I just want to highlight here, the growth of that group is basically like exactly what an early stage investor looks for in terms of you know growing users. It's, it's, it's the classic hockey stick growth. I mean, I don't know back to those early days, but like what, it was maybe a hundred people, uh, back in like 2016 when I joined yeah. something like that. Yeah. And gosh, I think the year before we did a summit, it was 30 people. So yeah, right, <laughs> it was right, like tripling exactly. in size every year. Right. Yeah. No. And then now it's, it's, you know, obviously COVID and the pandemic, uh, made the in-person summit impossible, but so the 2019 in-person summit, I think it was what, two, 300 people in person, another 200 on the wait list. Like, mm -hmm the group has surpassed a thousand members now. Like it's just, it's just bonkers growth that I want to highlight a, but then B, I think the conversation we're having now about you being a partner and what platform looks like at the super senior level, I think is relevant there, right? Cause five years ago, most firms did not have somebody like you and me. And now most firms do, right? There's mm -hmm. a thousand people in that group. Most firms do. Yeah. I think that now most firms don't have a super senior person doing a platform function Mm -hmm. And I want, and I wonder, you know, based on that kind of growth and how the industry's gone, I wonder if in five years they will. Right. Yeah. I, I don't have a good answer to that question. I certainly hope so. I mean, <laughs> right. I hope, you know, but, but as we've talked about, uh, amongst peers too, is, uh, you know, lots of folks don't stay in venture forever. Um, it is certainly right. a career commitment. Um, especially if you're going to be at a senior level, like, you're not going anywhere. Or you probably shouldn't go anywhere for a while mm -hmm. um, for a few reasons. Um, so many people from the platform community that end up spinning out, you know, they'll go, well, let me say this. I think a lot of people that are in platform roles are former operators. Like many of us have come yeah. from small companies and startups, right? Probably mm -hmm. even more so from a percentage perspective than, than people in investing roles. And so um, there are many folks who, you know, go back and go work for a startup people who start their own companies, people who, some people who move into investing roles, some people who move into different, you know, types of roles at venture firms. Like there are kind of infinite routes for people who work in, in platform. Um, I think probably even more so if you're an investor at a fund and you're trying to figure out what to do next, you know, might be 
slightly limited in some respects. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the joke among VCs is like, oh, I'm, you know, worked myself out of a way of being, <laughs> being good at doing anything <laughs> right. else. Um, but I think platform people are still, you know, really good hires, really good entrepreneurs. Um, so yeah. I guess I guess we'll I guess we'll see. I I, I don't want to make too many predictions. <laughs> yeah, sorry to put you on the spot for that. That's but, okay. That's okay. But, yeah, no, I just it's it is it is interesting to kind of you know be as we often describe startups as kind of building the plane as they fly it. Like I feel like mm-hmm. that has that definitely applies to kind of this you know vague nebulous platform post investments. You know whatever the investment team shouldn't be spending time on let me pick that up and i just i wonder what that coalesces into five ten years from now um, yeah yeah but, i'll say like the 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 one really special thing about this community that i want to yeah. call out you know you've been a leader and a chair for the past few years um yeah. i recently stepped down but was part of that too for a while it's just mm-hmm. like you know i would say these are my people like Totally. There's such little hubris and competition. I think, I don't know if this is, you know, the startup DNA and people or just kind of the, um, the DNA is like connectors, collaborators, communicators. Yep. We know it's all about execution, right? Like everybody has ideas. We all, we kind of joke, Hey, we're all kind of doing the same thing, right? Like <laughs> right. There's only so many things that can be done. Um, so we're open to like sharing and collabor- collaborating and sharing best practices. We know there's not a whole lot of secret sauce. It's just totally. like, great, you know, may the, the best person go out there and win, right? Like, yeah. do what we works. Can, right. See, totally. see what sticks, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so um, I, I adore that about this community. I think it is rare, very rare in venture with the exception of, you know, a, a few groups that are very collaborative, but it's something I really, really, really appreciate about yeah. all platform people in the world. It's been, yeah, it's been great. I I really don't think I can give enough credit to the platform group and folks like you who have been there and just basically, you know, exist in order to help the next gen and the current gen of platform people kind of figure out what success in this world does look like. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if there's one thing that I have continually been surprised by how important it is, even <laughs> after seven, seven and a half years in this business, it's like the importance of reputation and network. And that's you know, you hate to simplify venture to who you know and network mm-hmm. and all of that because it's it's really not. But but in some respects, it's like th- that's a big part of it. You know, reputation is totally. a huge part of this game. So is so is the network, and so it pays to pay it forward. It pays mm-hmm. to help people out. Um, yeah, we're going to be sharp elbowed if we're you know in a competitive <laughs> you know <laughs> deal process with Origin, but like beyond that or any other firm for that matter, but. But beyond that, like building, um, building relationships is so, so critical. Um, yeah. We've had, you know, even like I think of platform community um, folks who work at other like larger Series A firms and beyond where we have a portfolio company that wants an introduction to them. Like their office often our best contact because I have a great relationship with them um, and they can help get us the right people internally. So that's, you know, that's huge. Yeah, no, that is usually the first place I would go. Um, okay, in the interest of time, I want to touch on a couple yes. other things kind of outside of platform. Um, so number one is Chicago Blend. And mm-hmm. you know, since since Blend is basically your baby, I will let you give just a quick intro <laughs> of, you know, the founding mission, what we're up to now, and kind of, you know, where you see the org going in maybe the next year. Yes, I am happy to, but I have to make sure to give you a shout as a board member, a founding board member, Devin, and who has, you know, been there by my side since 
since really day one. I think you're mm-hmm. one of the first original like OG board members. Yeah. Um, had some shifts over the last two and a half years. So you know you're just a, as much a part of it as me. Um, so chime in where where you, where you'd like. Okay. Um, we'll high do. levels. So so we're we're a nonprofit that focuses on DEI and Chicago's tech and venture ecosystem. And you know surprisingly, I can can tie this back to platform. Believe it or not, <laughs> I mean the 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 origin story of Blend was late 2017. I think we probably all recall, um, you know, Me Too was was the big move, movement, um, yeah. both in tech and venture, like, you know, in, um, in entertainment, right? Everybody was talking about gender equality. And mm-hmm. we as platform people, I'm sure you were having these same conversations as me. I know you were where uh, a lot of the founders in our portfolio and team members were like, oh, you know, trying to think more seriously as an early stage company earlier on about building some best practices and processes around hiring mm-hmm. and inclusion and all, all that. And as you know, the first line of defense for many of these folks, I started having a lot of these conversations and said, well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a woman. But beyond that, I'm not an expert on any of this. Um, right. But I want to be, you know, I want to be in a position where I can provide counsel and guidance and, and all that for the portfolio. So started having a bunch of these chats, you know, kind of doing some things here and there internally at Chicago Ventures. Um, we were doing a lot around kind of like board, independent board seats, you know, mm-hmm. making sure we could identify women to place on board, starting to track some internal metrics and demographics at our portfolio companies. And like right away, this is this is the tie to the platform community was like, you know, this is interesting for us at Chicago Ventures, sure. However, I don't think it is in anybody's best interest for like us to be the best at this. I think this needs to be a broader, more collaborative effort across the Chicago venture ecosystem. It is going to benefit all of us locally if we do. And so kind of brought together, you know, you, a handful of other folks who I knew were, you know, like-minded, were were talking to their portfolio companies about these these issues who were maybe doing a little work already. And we were like, well, what what the heck can we do, right? You know, what should we pull together? And um, you know, we can we can talk about some of the initiatives if you want to spend time on those, but um, have really leaned into this data collection over the years mm-hmm. and have have said, okay, this is going to be kind of like our one core product that that really identifies yeah. what the makeup of Chicago's tech and venture ecosystem is, so that we can make sure that we are building initiatives that align where those gaps are. Um, and so, right. I hired an executive director earlier this year, and are you know off off to the races now. Yeah, no, I. I, I... The one thing I I do want to add is I think kind of the the galvanizing mission that that you and I and the rest of the board sort of developed even before bringing on Joey is it's just around hire and wire right yep. it's yeah hire non white folks hire hire women into positions of leadership and basically you know make sure that your organization whether it's your venture firm or your portfolio company the demographics of that match you know the city that that we all live in or or you know match the broader country demographics and so hire i think is obviously one huge way and then and then wire right if you're an investor you can talk all you want about oh we're committed to diversity and you know we we support women and female founders but but i think the best thing that you can do is literally put your money where your mouth is and invest in those Mm -hmm. founders and you know invest in teams that have a diverse board director already, or you know, are founded by a woman or LGBT person, right? So I, I, I think that keeping higher and wire in mind is kind of the north star that kind of shapes everything that I want to do. Yeah, I'm glad you called that out. I think that is um, absolutely an important point. And as I referenced earlier, it's like we know that this is a network-driven business. Yeah. Uh, the more people we know, you know, the more deal flow we're going to have access to, the more employees we're going to have access to. And so as you're just using hire as an example internally, you know, if you're a venture firm, 
it is in your best interest when you're hiring to bring somebody onto the team who has networks that don't overlap with yours. And, yep. you know, often those are going to be people who don't look like you don't come from the same background as you, you're going to, you're going to you know, be a better firm, make better investments because of it. Like we've all seen this data that diverse teams perform better. I mean, we, we know that um, right. there's no arguing. And so I think the, you know, the, the sell is, is fairly easy. It's um, again, it's about execution. It's about intention. Mm-hmm. It's about actually making some change and, the Chicago call out as well, I think is an important one. I mean, this has been an initiative that, you know, we're working on pushing more, but the, the, you know, this, the city from, you know, the mayor's office on down has really taken an interest in because we have this belief that Chicago is still, although we have like what, nine unicorns or something now just this year (laughs) in Chicago, but it's still like an early enough ecosystem relative to the Bay area, for instance, that I still think we're at a point where like this, these, these best practices, these initiatives can be baked into the DNA of both venture firms and startups early on. And so they don't get to the point where there are, you know, whatever X AUM or a thousand or 2000 employees. And they look Mm. back and they're like, Oh shoot. Like we're only we have a real problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. So so that's kind of the, the sell and the pitch for like the city of Chicago is this this hyper local effort. I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of diversity initiatives across venture and startups. Don't get me wrong. Like no, this course. is uniquely focused on Chicago, at least for now, um, because we think we can really have an impact here. The longer it's been, the more I agree with that, that I do think it has to be hyper local, right? Like it's, there's just so much opportunity in our own ecosystem and there's so many checks being written. And I think, you know, the fact that there are nine unicorns in the last year, I think that that actually speaks to how big this opportunity can be, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, you know, even think about if every one of those companies had a DEI consultant in like in-house from, you know, series A, the 50th employee or whatever, just think of, you know, how strong and inclusive their workforce and their team would be. And then, you know, as you said, how much more money they're going to make because we know that diverse teams and diverse leaders do produce better results. Right. Right. Um, so we shall see. It is a exactly. something I need to remind myself of is like, this is, it's going to take years, right? It's going to yeah, take yeah. years this to implement is, this and it's not going to happen overnight. So we need to much like we do in venture, like be very patient. Exactly. Yeah. No, if this was a baseball game, I think this is maybe the top of the second. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. that, that early. Okay. Yeah. That's just what I think. Um, yeah, cool. Good. So, so that that was most of what I wanted to touch on. I mean, obviously, we have a couple other topics. I the last thing I just want to hear about before letting you go here is, you know, now that you've sort of planted the flag of platform, you know, moving all the way up to partner and taking on these additional responsibilities, and you know, really kind of defining what what Chicago Ventures is about. I guess. I am wondering what you want to do next in this role. Is it, you know, dabble a bit on the investment side, get deeper there? Is it, you know, obviously fundraising is going to take up a ton of your time. I guess I'm wondering, like, what do you think you're going to do next that maybe you haven't been able to do these last seven years? Yeah. Um, I mean, fundraising is the big one, right? Where I feel like I'm back seven years ago and I'm almost starting from scratch. It's like, oh, I have, I have this whole new world to uncover. And right now it's very much like, like customer discovery for me. I'm talking to a lot of friends and, you know, LP friends and others who have, have been responsible for fundraising in the past. I've had some exposure, you know, been lucky to have some exposure to just our process and pitch and all that at CV mm-hmm. over the, the, at least the last two funds that we raised. So, you know, um, you know, kind of understand the pro- the process at a superficial level, but uh, it's, it's exciting to be 
building up an entirely new muscle, you know, be out selling. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, that is, I think, going to be the, the one big thing on my plate <laughs> in the next year or so. And, you know, beyond that, too, which I'm really, really excited about, um, you know, beyond that, I mean, I aside from myself, um, we brought on a new partner, Jackie DeMonte, who is in yeah. Austin, and then Peter Christman, too. I've um, mm -hmm. worked with him for many, many, many years. Um, and so our team is just, I don't know, we're, we're really excited and enthusiastic and you know, bullish on the future of the, the Chicago Ventures team. I know at least, you know, the three of us are excited to continue working alongside each other um, over the many years. You know, we're, we're in it for the long haul at this point. Mm -hmm. It's like, this isn't going to be you know, okay, I do this for a couple of years and then move on. It's, it's really investing in, in the future of Chicago ventures. So thinking about all of that over the next year or so, um, what that's going to look like, but yeah. beyond that, just, you know, business, business as usual, very much like trying to, to, to understand what portfolio company needs are, which, you know, you think we'd be pretty good at by now, but like it, it still is always, you know, it's, it's nuanced. It's always shifting. Like everybody's, every company, every person's a little bit different. And so Absolutely. just kind of, um, you know, doing tiny shifts here and there to make sure we're continuing to get better. All of that internal processes can always, always be better. So the beauty of venture is like there are infinite ways to spend your time. If you are bored as a VC, then you're probably in the, in the wrong, <laughs> the wrong job. It's just deciding where, you know, where it makes the most sense to spend time um, is, is a constant struggle, but there's always, there's always more to be done. Yeah. I mean, I like the, uh, I like the philosophy. That's very ambitious. And I, I can't say I disagree. Um, cool. Anything else you want to touch on here before I let you go? No, I think that's all for now. I mean, I will thank you, one, for this conversation. It's always fun talking about this stuff with, with you and another peer, and two, for just the support and partnership over the years. It's, it's yeah. a small platform community here in Chicago and have been glad to be able to lean on you. I'm, I'm liking this term peer mentor recently I've, okay. that I've heard recently. I don't know why I hadn't heard it before, but somebody mentioned it to me. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. So very much consider yeah. you a peer mentor and, um, you know, many of the, the other platform folks yeah. in our network too, which has just been, been so lucky to be surrounded by great people. I mean, look, likewise, I, I, we talked a, a bit about trying to pay it forward, right? And when I talk to a new platform person, I often, you know, it's been four years, I get some amount of deference of like, oh, you must have thought about this before. And I'm just like, yo, Lindsay's been here even four years longer than that, right? So like, I don't know, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, I feel like I still don't know anything. So yeah. likewise, and right back at you. Mm -hmm.